This is Billionaires in Boxes, an award-winning podcast and TV publicist for businesses. Billionaires in Boxes, steady hustle, no stopping. Making it happen, put words into action, and quitting is never an option. No time to be a loser, gonna live the life that you choose to. Time to make a little money and gain some influence with Phil Palucha, yeah. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes with me, your host, Phil Paluccia. I am joined bright and early this morning by Dave Henning on the other side of the planet. Dave, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, my friend. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Great to be here as well. Good to see you again. Uh, You know, in the next 30 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and show everybody how to eliminate expensive uh, legal fees, protect and grow their small businesses. I'm really excited about that. And what if I could show you a way to pay off your credit cards and make an extra six-figure income part-time in four hours a week that automatically pays you over and over again every year? Would that be helpful? Most people think this is totally ridiculous. So stick around, prove me wrong. And if you're serious and not just curious, this isn't for everyone. It may not be for you. So stick around. I've got a free gift for you. And at the end, I've got a link for a free 15-minute business conversation with me. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, look, and you're right. I think a lot of people will hear, wait, six figures, four hours a week. I'm not sure I'm buying this, but I know what you do and I know how good you are at it. So I'm really kind of excited to to dig into that conversation. If we could just take it back a little step, you know, um, you're you're obviously an experienced man. You've been in the industry for a while now. Do you want to just kind of give us a bit of an idea about your background? Because it's quite colorful, isn't it? You've, you've got some radio and some broadcast in there. You obviously got a lot within business. You now find yourself south of the border. So um, just give our listeners a little bit of a, a history of you, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. I've been in uh, uh, sales for years and years. I worked at 10 different radio stations around the United States, you name it, Kansas City, New York, Boston, San Francisco. I was a DJ talk show host and took myself off the air to go into sales, make a little bit more money and uh, won a lot of sales awards doing that, done some TV commercials, run some awards uh, with those that kind of stuff as well. And then uh, I wrote a book and hit Amazon uh, number one bestseller with the book on the power of encouragement. So that's what I do. I love to encourage small business owners and help us make a difference because, you know, we've all been through it this last uh, this last season of our lives here. Right. Mm, I mean, I think what's interesting is in particular uh, about this current market is that obviously there have been a lot of businesses who have been through turmoil. Um, I think there are certain businesses that have grown exponentially. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try and cry poverty because we've been very successful during this period, Um, even more so than usual. It's kind of accelerated our growth. But I appreciate that there are a lot of businesses, depending on your industry, that that hasn't been the case for. But I think it's also with the great resignation, how many people are now starting small businesses, right? Um, I mean, we keep hearing about the great resignation all over the news. The numbers are kind of scary, like, a million people have left their job and have no intention of ever going back. Well, that might be a million new small business owners that, and and as any small business owner listening to this will know, you're like, yeah, that one to the first one to five years, like every day is a school day. right? And there's stuff that you didn't even know what to expect. The biggest one for me, and I'll never forget it. Right. Having come from the corporate world, I had no idea that sometimes you needed to chase invoices. I I didn't know that that was a thing, right? I thought you just send someone your link, they pay you, and then it's all done and dusted. It never occurred to me that I would have to become like Dog the Bounty Hunter and start trying to hunt people down to pay their bills. Like, this was never a thing. Now, I appreciate that there was a department who dealt with that stuff, but to be honest, I didn't even really understand what it was that they did. I just thought they created the invoices, they sent them out, 
And that was the end of it. And only when I became a small business was I was like, wait, I've invoiced like 50 grand. How come I've only got 20 in the bank? Like, what's going on? That was a big lesson to learn, as is the fact you've got to market yourself, as is the fact that you've got to keep doing sales and business development, even when you're oversubscribed and you're busy, so that you can avoid that roller coaster business of, you know, I've never got any clients. What am I going to do? I'm going to do loads of business development work, win a load of customers. Right now, I'm just going to focus on those customers and I'm not going to do any business development work. Fast forward two months, you're sat there going, Where are my customers? Like, what do I do now? So, Good luck to those people, but I'm glad that you are here to kind of give them that that guiding hand. So typically when people do come to you then, what is it typically that they come to you for? Because I mean, you know, most people will come with preconceptions in mind. They will have certain ideas, certain falsehoods, certain beliefs. What what does that look like in your world? Well, it's interesting you should make that point because I found out uh, the hard way, if you want to put it that way, that I was not paid on all the thousands of dollars worth of radio advertising that I sold. I was paid on collections. So if I didn't collect it, I didn't get my commission. So having wow. said that, yeah, that's just the way, the nature of the, the beast. So that's having, cheeky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So having said that, um, yeah, you're right. People are are looking around all over the Internet like, how can I, you know, there's real estate, there's Bitcoin, there's this, there's that. And, and yet what's the, uh, what's the best return on the investment of your time? You know, who, and you know, who pays the, who pays the most for the least amount of work? And I've, I worked, I had a full-time job working, working an air shift four hours a day. So I'm, I'm talking from experience when it talks about making full-time money part-time, mm. but here's, here's why most people don't believe a subscription plan for getting legal help is, is real. And I can appreciate that. You know, some business owners think, well, if it's cheap, it can't be real, right? And mm. and you know, you maybe you tried an online legal service advertising on Google and it didn't work. Or, you know, you might be thinking, well, you know, these must be paralegals, inexperienced uh, lawyers, right out of college. How reliable can that be? Uh, so it's more trustworthy as go see an attorney. Uh, who's in person sitting behind a huge oak desk mm-hmm. and uh, you want to keep the same lawyer long-term, even if they only practice one area of, of law. So you actually think the law, is, and then you might actually think, Oh, the law is actually fair in my particular legal issue. And, and the other problem is you may be assuming, and, and you know, if you're like me, it's going to take way too long, get an answer and, and you need help like right now. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if there's listeners out there who are nodding their head in agreement here, I'm going to predict that you have had a legal problem with vendors or employees and have not found the answer yet. You've had people who owe you money. You've given up trying to get your money. Maybe you are stressed out just about running your business and mm. maybe you do a Google search and you're staring at this whole list of lawyers scratching your heads thinking, who do I trust? I've paid lawyers before, Phil. Uh, um by the hour, uh, who did nothing, got no yeah, yeah. results, and, and kept adding on hours, billing me for every little paper clips, uh, every mm. little thing at $300, $400 an hour. It's not worth it. Years mm. ago, before I found about my company, we actually had a family relative, uh, an attorney who had charged us $500 to have his paralegal write a letter for us for a home improvement company where my wife got hurt in the parking lot. So there's got to be a better way. And so I'm into the better way because I'm just passionate about helping small business owners because I are one. <laughs> yeah. I've, no, well, and I was not in a way, certainly, because I've I found myself uh, 
thankfully I've never found myself on the wrong side of a lawsuit, but I've certainly found myself, you know, having to instigate a couple when things have happened. Um, I had an intellectual property theft thing. Somebody practically cloned my business, called it the same thing and started trying to pretend to be us in another country. That was interesting. Um, and then, uh, for a client of mine, actually that I was working with at the time, I was helping them with an employment dispute. Um, essentially somebody uh, in an executive position did everything they could to get fired. So, because they know if they resign, they are subject to a non-compete clause for a certain period of time. So they'd already been headhunted by another business. They wanted to give that business all of those secrets. And they felt that the best way to do that was to do everything they could to get themselves fired. So that then it was like, well, you fired me. So now I'm free to go to this other company and, give them all of your secrets. And that was a messy lawsuit. And again, like I remember the, the attorneys involved in that, you know, pardon the expression, they were cowboys. Like they were just, they, they were so, they were so snaky. Like everything they did was about money. Like it wasn't about justice. It wasn't about winning the case. It wasn't about doing the best thing by the client. You know, they would ask for extensions in mediation discussions because it would give them another month to file paperwork and say, oh, well, there's another grand, two grand, three grand that you owe us. So, yeah, I think for, for the people who've experienced this, I think they're going to be nodding away and listening to you intently. I think for the people who haven't experienced this, you probably should be listening in intently because it's only when you get stung by this and you find yourself on the other side, you realize quite how expensive it is. Strange analogy. But, you know, many of our listeners are in the U.S. Think about health insurance. Like health insurance might seem like a ridiculous expense and something that you don't need until you find yourself in hospital with that bill mounting up by the seconds, you know, with them charging you $100 for dinner and $5,000 for the bed and whatever it is that they're charging you for. Yeah, you know, you bet you wish you paid that insurance now, right? That's exactly right. And the cool thing about our service is that we actually want you to use it. I've mm -hmm. used my service. Uh, I, I called my law firm down in L.A. and says, send me a list of how many times I've used your service. Forty eight times in the last eight years alone. And wow. I've never gotten and I've never gotten a bill because this is an insurance model, if you will, if we can say that. Sure. But, so, so the question is, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are scratching their heads again and saying, you know, how is this possible? Come on, really? Well, the company's called Legal Shield. They're out of they're out of Oklahoma. They've been around for 50 years. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary uh, next spring. Uh, it started, believe it or not, way back I think in like 1969 when when the founder was in a head-on car crash. He, wow. he was a he was a school teacher and he was out selling insurance on the side like a lot of school teachers do. And the right. issue was that the person that ran into him was was uh, was liable for it. But they decided, I'm going to hire an attorney. So they sued him. He had to mortgage his house just to pay his legal bills because you have to respond. So here's mm -hmm. the point, Phil. Our seasoned attorneys have an average of 22 years of experience in every area of the law. They're not paralegals or recent law school graduates. We have qualified law firms, get this, in every state in the United States and every province of Canada. We just added Quebec last year. We have lawyers right. in every area of law. We do real estate contract review, landlord contract review. If you're buying a car, a, a cell phone, you get the contract review. That's included. We take care of IRS audits, employment law, speaking of which, what you just talked about. Yeah. My wife and I had that situation in our doctor's office, an employee. Uh, employment law, uh, lawsuit protection, collection letters. And our lawyers are prepaid 
and required to call you back within, get this, four hours or less to answer your questions, tell you what your rights are, what the law says, and what you can and cannot do. Mm. And that's the that's the concept. We're similar to what Airbnb uh, uh, did for the for the uh, you know the hotel industry, what Uber and Lyft did, uh, what Netflix, how they deliver movies. It's a subscription based crowdfunding model. And as I mentioned, our law firms are prepaid a lot of money uh, based uh, on the state that they're in, uh, mm. uh, required to provide excellent customer service. And we actually own the phone systems that check up on them to make sure they're doing their job. Beautiful. How did you get involved in this, by the way? Well, uh, years ago, a friend of mine uh, told me about it and I thought, <clears throat> this sounds very intriguing. I'd been involved in another company where I was making quite a bit of money with actually these machines that killed COVID virus. But that that wow. company went that company went upside down after the recession of 2006. So the, yep. they could not get the materials to make the machines. So uh, my friend who was with that company says, let's take a look at this company. Went to a lot of conventions, uh, did my due diligence, got my research done and, and found out, look, these guys are, are legit. They've paid out, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. They've paid out over a billion dollars in commissions and bonuses in the last wow. 10, year, 10 years alone. They pay their bills. They've never, they've never missed a commission payment in 50 years. Wow. That is pretty cool. I like this. Smart. And people can get involved, you know, uh, with, with what a time they have available, which I think is the the important point here. I mean, uh, I think you probably know this about me, but we um, we founded something called the EWCC, which is the Emerging Wealth Creation Community. And the EWCC was all about empowering people who had been either uh, underrepresented or, you know, so we're talking about, you know, single parents, former convicts, you know, people who didn't graduate high school from the established markets right the way through to the emerging markets where there's mass unemployment and it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do, there's no jobs available. Um, and for those people, it can either be a full-time job or a part-time job. And the idea behind this is, you know, if you have a few hours a day, you have an ability to make money, but you don't have a product or service to deliver. So what are you going to do? Um, and that's where opportunities like this, I think, are incredibly powerful because, you know, as we both know, trying to run a business is incredibly time consuming. So if you've only got two hours a day to commit to something, good luck to you running a business on two hours a day until that thing's all set up and is a well-oiled machine, right? Um, but doing something like this, I think is is incredibly powerful for people. So if I may, I'm curious, because I always like to ask these questions because I feel like it gives a, a clearer picture. Uh, could you give an example of somebody who's doing this? Like what, what, what's their kind of situation? How do they get involved? If I may, even like how much can they expect to earn for if they're doing four hours worth of week, um, four hours worth of work per week, I'll put my teeth in four hours worth of work per week. How much that, can they realistically is, expect, like expect to earn from that? That is a great question. Uh, Phil, uh, obviously I have a, we're like, we are like a, like family, in this industry, let me just say that because as you know, in some industries, if you teach somebody else how to do your job, they will they will <laughs> like take your take your information and use it against you in a yep. corporate setting. In some case, it's just the real the real life. Yeah, yeah. However, you know, we support each other like crazy. We're family. So to answer your question, that's a great question because there's a a lady who I know personally. Her name is Linda. She was working in a major city uh, that you would know if I told you, 
she was the executive assistant for the mayor of that city. Right. A former former city where I actually used to live. You can pick one of those names that I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, she want, went in and asked the mayor for a raise. The mayor says, yeah, we'll give you a raise if you'll go back to school and get your MBA and pay for it yourself. And oh, she's lovely. thinking, <clears throat> yeah, so she's thinking, I don't think so. Right about, right about that time, she she somebody told her about Legal Shield. Uh, she signed on, became an associate, uh, got on the team, and uh, she only only had her lunch hour to make some phone calls, either her lunch hour or in her right. car. She totally replaced her income within the first uh, year or so. And wow. so, uh, um, the friend of mine that I work with, she had a corporate job making about three hundred thousand a year. She hated it. And, uh, you know, she's, she's kind of, she's kind of like me, psychologically unemployable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and she replaced that income. She just, she works, she sleeps in, she works when she wants to, but she's, she's built a team and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like the real estate model. And let's be clear about this. A lot of companies, um, uh, our direct marketing companies, even car dealerships, you know, the owners pay, the general managers pay, the sales managers pay, the salespeople are paid. In real estate, as you know, the broker gets, uh, in, in the United States, typically gets 3% and the real estate agent gets 3%. So everybody shares a piece of the pie. That's the concept here. And yes, uh, people are doing it in a short order of time and they have done everything in the world to, to make sure that the comp plan is current and make sense where people can start making money, believe it or not, right away, because we have a bonus system in place, fast start bonuses, where we could we don't want to go into that whole scenario, but that's kind of what's going on. But my, again, my focus is, look, if you've got a need with your small business or your family as well, some of the things you, you cited about identity theft, for example, we can yeah. help with that. That's the, that's the, that's the key. And if, if you're okay with that, Phil, I can share a few stories. Yeah, man. Well, absolutely. And I think you should. I mean, Lin that story about Linda is a great example because, you know, my my attitude when I left the corporate world was um, I wanted to earn, let me get this right. I wanted to earn more from my side hustle than from my salary position for at least three consecutive months. And then I would leave my job and I would focus full time on my side hustle, which is exactly what we did. I mean, it was a long time ago now. It was about 50 years ago. It wasn't. It was only, it was only, about, it was only about a decade ago. It just feels about 50 years. Um, oh, so but, you were five years old when you started. Another yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I wish. Um, but I think it's a great way of doing it. So did Linda end up leaving the, the mayor's office then? Did she go and do this on her own or what, like, what was the plan? Oh, of course. Yeah, she totally yeah. replaced her income just doing it at her, on her lunch hour and in her car. By the way, you know, we talk about work from home. Mm. We say work from phone. Our, our yeah. entire our entire platform is digital. As long as you've got internet and a, and a smartphone, uh, everything is right is right on your phone, including the apps, an Beautiful. Android app and an and an and an iPhone app that gives you direct access to your law firm or to our licensed private investigators. Mm. I love it, love it, love it. And I think it's like you said, it's. It seems so simple. Like if there's, there's people sat out there that are like, well, I have time on my lunch hour. I have time. You know, I have a couple of hours a day that I could commit to this. It's it, like, why would you, why would you not want to look at this? And, and quite frankly, as a small business owner, if you're listening to this, which the vast majority of our audience will be, 
you know, business owners, people will be listening to this, you know, insurance and things like that, especially legal insurance is so important because when it, you, you only know how painful this is when you come across an issue where you need this. But, you know, as Dave was saying earlier, you know, how many times have we needed to chase somebody for an invoice and actually they're ignoring your emails. So something more official turning up might actually do the trick. Um, in fact, I'll let you in a little story that a lot of people don't know. Um, I worked, uh, and this is pretty shocking. I worked um, in the world of recruitment and executive search. In fact, I owned a very successful executive search firm and sold that a number of years ago now. But the UK is notoriously a very difficult market to work in um, in that field. And there's a whole host of reasons why, but I think they're not they're not very well protected legally. And uh, there's way, way, way too many recruitment agencies. Like put it this way, there are more staffing agencies in London than there are in the United States. London. I'm not talking about the UK. I'm talking about London. There are more search firms in London than there are in the whole of the US. That tells you how competitive this market is, right? Now, what ends up happening is I end up working with some companies. And thankfully, I never got stung by this, but I was working with a few businesses. And, you know, I would hear these horror stories. And I remember speaking to to somebody who was, what was his position? I think he was the operations director for this business. And this business had a really, really, really bad reputation when it came to paying invoices. And I said to him, if I'm going to work with you, I'm getting paid up front. <laughs> and he said, why? And I said, because I've heard the stories about your business and I'm not doing this and the other. And he laughed and he said, it's not that we try and rip people off. It's that we only pay the invoice when we receive our first legal letter. I said, well, why did you do that? And he said, because the amount of search firms that don't have legal representation and just write it off saves us about a hundred grand a year in recruitment fees. Wow. Yeah. So now you've heard that story. Now, they're not alone, by the way. This is not one rogue business. This is relatively common in this marketplace, right? Like, yeah. uh, which is also why recruiters are the worst at paying invoices, by the way. But that's a story for another day because everyone does it to them, so they think it's normal. But right. my point is this: imagine if all of those small recruitment businesses had access to this plan and could have somebody to chase those invoices. Well, not only would that company be paying out a hundred thousand dollars more in invoices, it would change the way that the industry behaves and it thinks because there's more accountability to it. And quite frankly, if you're a small business, you know, what does a hundred grand do to your revenue? What does losing that hundred grand do to your revenue? Like that might be the difference between you surviving and you thriving. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and by the way, I want to clarify this. I have a lot of attorney friends that are not involved in Legal Shield, but they're friends of mine, and I've used them some of them in the past. And so it's not it's not this is not like a let's hate all the attorneys and tell attorney jokes kind of a thing. It's sure, it's, yeah. It's not that at all. So what do they? Uh, what, out of curiosity, your friends who are attorneys, what do they think of it? Well, some of them have actually bought services from me. That's good. Uh, you know, I, I, in fact, uh, I have a, a business attorney up in the in the Portland, Oregon area who he got fed up with uh, with the uh, with the identity theft plan that he that he bought from a right. well-known TV advertiser. Mm-hmm. And when he had an incident, they 
he called him up and he says, well, we'll send you a brochure on what you should do. And uh, so he, he says, uh, I'm quitting that one. I want, Dave, I want ID Shield because yours actually, we actually have licensed private investigators do all the work for you. So uh, just for example, um, like I say, I, uh, I tell a lot of people, look, there's, there's a lot of our members that tried the service first and they were so impressed that they're telling their mother and their grandmother and just okay, like yeah. talking about something, something about a good movie or something. And then they got into business that way. Well, I might as well get paid for sharing this information because it's so lucrative. Mm. So, you know, one of my favorite stories is I had a Charlotte window, a custom company that, that their, their customers were all contractors and builders. One, one uh, contractor owed him over $15,000, way past 90 days past due. And uh, so he, he saw my plan. He bought a, a, uh, one of our small business plans, about $90 a month, called up our law firm in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. They wrote him a, wrote a nice collection letter to this individual. And uh, guess what? About one week later, on a $90 first payment, uh, the gentleman came in, stroked the check for $15,000, and got caught up on his bill. Wow. They just paid their first month payment. So you think that covered his plan for like 20 years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, do you know what? And it, this is a, a situation that I think is quite close to my heart as well. So, And I don't think I've shared this on a podcast before. I was living and working in South Africa. And I think a lot of people will know that when my mom fell sick with cancer, I, I needed to move back to the UK. But what I think people don't know is that there was a... a call it a situation i was gonna swear but i don't want to swear there was a situation that was very very painful for me so i came back to the uk and like everybody else you know you have to try and get a cell phone and all this kind of stuff so i tried to get a cell phone contract rejected my credit's not good enough and i'm like i know i've been away for a few years but like surely i should have enough credit just to get a cell phone like <laughs> this is bizarre so then i tried to rent an apartment and the letting agent said nope you failed the credit check so i was like what so i i did this thing called uh expedia or experience something like that where you get like your full credit report and my credit was horrific i had like <sighs> at least 40 to fifty thousand pounds worth of debt and i'm like what is, what what is this right and then I was like, I was, I was trying to work it all out and I'm contacting credit card companies. So I'm speaking to like Capital One and I'm like, hey, I owe you 20 grand. And they're like, great, you need to repay it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Like, I didn't get a Capital One credit card. Like, what is this? And anyway, what had transpired was somebody had stolen my identity whilst I was living overseas. And because credit ratings are domestic only, nobody had even bothered to contact me to tell me. So. And it, what was even bizarre, weirder was whilst I'm trying to fight this, and bear in mind, it's a hard thing to fight, right? Like you call up a company and say, I don't owe it you, it was someone else. It sounds like when you're a child and it's like, I didn't break it, a bigger boy did, right? It's like, no, you, this is you, you owe us money, right? And uh, I don't know what happens in the US, but at the end of every year here in the UK, for everybody who's PAYE, which is an employed member of staff, pay as you earn, you get like an end of year report sent out of you to say, here's how much tax you've contributed towards your pension and blah, 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 blah. And it one arrived for me, right? One arrived for me, redirected to my address from a company I'd never worked at. 
Like somebody was using my name and my national insurance number, my ID number to work in the other end of the country. And I rang the company up and I said, listen, you know, this is my name. This is the thing. And they said, okay. I said, I don't work with you. And they were like, no, you don't. And I was like, so why have you sent me this? And they were like, well, you left a month or so ago. So it was, and I was like, no, no, I never left. Like I never, I never came. So I never arrived to leave. And I explained and somebody apparently had used my ID number and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, long story short, let me tell you what happened. I had to go insolvent. I couldn't, I couldn't convince them that it wasn't me. There were like some companies just said, okay, fine. And wrote it off. But I still ended up with about 18 to 20,000 pounds worth of debt. So like 25, $30,000 worth of debt. It was nothing to do with me. So I ended up having to write it off. And uh, the whole thing got taken care of by some government scheme kind of thing that was all clear within three years or something like that. I don't know. But I had to make monthly contributions towards that. And they're about $500 a month, like $500 a month for three years. Um, and then I got an, a normal credit rating again that was now back to square one and I had to rebuild all over again. Now, if I'd have had a plan like this, I could have gone and got some support for the identity theft. But nobody even wanted to touch it. Like the police didn't want to touch it. It's a civil matter. They're not interested. Lawyers didn't want to touch it because they're like, well, just deal with the companies directly. It's a pain. That's all we can do. Now, the only people who would talk to me at all, like I would go to an attorney, I would say, what do I do? And they go, just go insolvent. Like it's, it's, it's too much of a mess at this point. Just go insolvent. It'll be done in five minutes and then blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not sharing that story, story to scare anybody. I am sharing it because that's how easily it happens. Like the, I, I still to this day don't have a clue how that person got my ID number. They have my ID number and my name. I don't know how that happened. I really don't. But they like to, to kind of give you an idea, they were allowed to do credit cards, mobile phones, holidays, bank accounts, and bank loans. Like, so these are going to f- like fully establish. I'm not talking about fintech here. I'm talking about fully established British high street banks for the past 200 years allowed someone to open an account and gave them five to 10,000 pound loans in my name and then took no responsibility for it whatsoever. I'm not going to name anybody because I might get myself in trouble. Lloyd's TSB. Um, but they were shocking. They had no interest in helping me whatsoever. None. They were like, well, look, the money's owed in your name. Pay it. I was like, but you've given a loan to someone using my name fraudulently. That's not our problem. It's your name. That was their attitude. And that's exactly why I am so passionate about what I do, because, you know, equal justice under law only counts if you can, you know, you only get as much justice as you can pay for. (laughs) Justice isn't free. As you can afford, and that's the that's the problem. People can't afford justice. Speaking of which, I'll tell you this story. A San Francisco police officer, we also do employee benefits. We have a whole division for employees. Uh, San Francisco police officer gets an alert on his ID, ID Shield app that says, are you buying a car in San Diego? No, I'm not. He called his private investigator. They looked into it. They actually tracked down the dealership where these people were and called up the dealership and said, are those people still there? They said, yes. He said, stall them. He calls up the San Diego police department. And within 30 minutes of this member of ours in San Francisco, getting an alert, Hey, somebody's trying to buy a car in your name. The couple was arrested in the parking lot of the car dealership. I mean, are you, 
Are you kidding me? My friend Jimmy in Louisiana, who's been been uh, working with school systems all over the state of Louisiana for years and years, providing employee benefits, um, he he gets a call on Thanksgiving Day uh, for his from his accountant who says, "Hey, uh, you know that I tried to file your tax return electronically, but somebody else already filed your tax return, wanting to get your refund." Oh. And so, and so he turned it over to our, uh, our ID Shield investigators. And uh, they walked him through how to connect with the IRS and how to protect himself from that never happening again. Um, yeah, uh, my wife had a similar situation where she had lost her wallet years and years ago and her, her social security number showed up in uh, like uh, Georgia or somewhere else, another state. Wow. And so we went through the same process um, where um, the, the investigators tracked down a person, an individual, female and called up the local authorities and they went and arrested this person. Uh, here's the problem uh, to, uh, you know, I know you didn't want to freak people out, but the fact is there's a huge accelerate hacking is a, is a huge business that's called the dark web mm -hmm. and our information. Thanks to, thanks to Facebook and Google and who, who pay to get all of our information, our information yeah. is, is all over the place. And I'm not knocking Everyone. those, I'm not semi kind of not knocking that, but I'm just saying that we actually have a reputation management when you're when you're all over with your identity on, you know, the big players, LinkedIn or whatever. We have reputation management. What if somebody bad mouths you, uh, uh, you know, your reputation on the Internet? We take care of that kind mm. of stuff. Well, you know, so, it's funny you should mention that. So, so I don't want to make you sound like I'm some master criminal because I'm certainly not. But <laughs> being curious about technology, I went on the dark web on several occasions and had a bit of a look around. And one of the things I remember happening was somebody sent me a link and said, Oh, here's a marketplace on there. Cause they don't have like Google. They have to have these really long websites and you have to use a special browser. So went on it, typed it in and my wife and I were just sat looking through this, this must, this, um, uh, marketplace, like a, like a, a version of Amazon almost. Yep. And we're looking through it and you can buy, IDs. And I don't mean like fake IDs. I mean, it's like middle-aged man with credit score of this credit card number here, social security number. Here. And you can literally just buy this stuff. Like it's just online. So you're, when you think, okay, Facebook's got my stuff, but they're just going to use it to advertise to me. And I'm not picking on Facebook here because who knows, but one breach and that's, that's out there. So I remember uh, in the UK a few years ago, there was a, a telephone service provider who were hacked and they lost a million customers' details, customers' bank details, addresses, dates of births, even the security password that you're asked when entering your account. Now, think about it. How often do we reuse that same security password over and over again? You know, what's your mother's maiden name? Well, my bank will ask me that. My insurance company will ask me that. It's dangerous. If somebody gets those answers, you're in big trouble. And, and quite frankly, it's not as difficult as you think. People aren't you know, looking at keystrokes on your computer anymore to see what you're typing in. They're just hacking the company that already have all the details and then selling the files onto somebody else. And then there's ransomware where big companies are, are having to shell out uh, money to get the key to all their computers in their entire office back. Mm. <laughs> so, Do you know what so, happens with domains as well? Companies buy out domains and then start, that are very similar to yours and then start putting defamatory stuff on there and basically contact you and say, Send us ten thousand dollars. We'll give you the domain. Exactly. 
painful. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there that people need to protect themselves from. So Dave, well, before we wrap up, how, how do people get in touch with you? Because there's two sides of this, isn't there? There's the people who are listening to this thinking, okay, guys, you, you've scared the shit out of me enough now. Like <laughs> I, I need, I need some protection. What do I do with that? How do they get in touch? And then also people that are listening going, well, actually, I want to be like Linda. I want to replace my income. I, I've got a couple of hours a day. I can commit to this. I want to make some money. How do they get involved? What does that situation look like? Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, they can go to DaveHenningOnline.com. It goes to my Calendly page, and I'll be glad to do a free 15-minute uh, call, bit small business call, and answer all your questions, even if you think that I'm crazy and telling you about the four-hour four work week. <laughs> uh, and just just be aware, let me make it clear real quick, Phil, is that mm. we're talking about under under a dollar a day for your entire family plan, including uh, children up to age 26 if they're living at home for the family mm. plan. The identity theft plan to monitor all three credit bureaus is, you know, basically under total com- combined is under um, like. $70 a month, something like that, to be, have your entire family protected, including personal lawsuit protection is built into the family plan. And then the mm-hmm. small business plans, there's options there. There's, you know, uh, small, medium, and large, depending on your need as a small business owner. And so I can answer all your questions. I have seven more personal stories that I've used for speeding tickets, for for a hotel dispute where I got a refund immediately, but just with a with a, with a demand letter that didn't cost me a penny. I've saved literally thousands of dollars personally. I've added up, I could tell you stories we don't have time today, but I will share those with anybody that wants to talk to me, DaveHenningOnline.com, let's, let's talk. And talk is free and I'd be glad to share with you. I've been, a, I've been a small business coach for years as well and I tie that into what I do now with this company because I love coaching and helping people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will... I'll second that message. If you check out the show notes below, there'll be a link to book in a call with Dave there on his calendar. Definitely book in and, and go and have that conversation. Um, as he said, it's a, it's a very generous free gift. Uh, I know this man is very busy. So to be giving away 15 minutes of his time for free for that conversation is, is definitely worth having. And I mean, look, it could make you thousands. It could save you thousands. It's um seems like a pretty good trade. 15 minutes for thousands of dollars. I mean, it's, it's pretty smart. Can I just, Phil, can I just say this, man? I really appreciated. Uh, I don't know if your listeners know we we met some time ago and on my podcast. And we did I just want to, I just want to thank you for having me here, Phil. I'm I'm a big fan of your show and and what you're doing. You know, you've created an amazing uh, coaching and training company that actually builds meaningful relationships and gets results. And I'm all about the relationships part of that. So. I really appreciate you, Phil, investing some time with me this morning and with your audience today. Did you have any other questions you wanted to think of before we wrap it up? It's a good question. I mean, how quickly can kind of people get involved both in terms of coverage and and also, you know, if they want to sign up and start selling this, what you know, you mentioned about quick bonuses earlier, and I appreciate you don't want to go into that in too much detail, but you know, as a ballpark figure, are we talking 30 days to get signed up coverage? Are we talking an hour? Are we talking, we can start selling this tomorrow? Like what, what does this look like? I do. I do a free a webinar that explains everything in about 30 minutes every weeknight. Oh. And uh, if, if somebody signed up just for example, tonight, their membership would be active immediately. It's a digital uh, membership kit that's sent to them mm-hmm. by email. Uh, and uh, they can be a member tonight and they can also become an associate tonight and start making money literally 
this week, uh, direct deposit, um, um, you know, overnight pay. So beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Dave, I always enjoy spending time with you, brother. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate you being here. I'm definitely encourage people to go to the show notes below and book in that call with you and, and come and have that conversation. Wishing you every success, my friend. Um, I, I know what you do and I know how passionate you are about it. I know how many people it helps. So uh, I'm also a big believer in whether you're talking about God or the universe or energy or whatever. Life tends to put information in front of people when they need to hear it. So if you're stuck around to the end of this podcast listening to this, there's probably a reason. So get yourself some protection. Get yourself a second source of income. Have that conversation with Dave. And um, I'm off to go and make myself a cup of tea, Dave. What's your What's the rest of your day look like? Yes, I'm polishing off an entire pot of coffee. So it's early here. <laughs> that sounds I like work it. I was going to say, it sounds like a good start to the day, my friend. Uh, right. You take care of yourself. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love to our listeners. We'll see you all again real soon. You are listening to a top 100 podcast by billionaires and boxers. Now it's time to take the throne, time to levitate. Help you level up, want to see your growth accelerate. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you want, making money while you in your box. It's short, feel like nothing and nobody is stopping you. Even when I said it, it was impossible. No need for hesitation. Feel P, yeah, that's your man. Go from the best kept secret to the go-to brand. Let's go. Hey, billionaires, billionaires and boxers. Hey, billionaires. Billionaires and boxes, hey, time to grow, make the world know all about you. Hey, billionaires, billionaires and boxes, let's go.